In a world where busyness is worn like a badge of honor, it's almost impossible to imagine breaking free from the shackles of success. Working long hours, skipping meals, missing or being late to important life events, constantly playing catch up, exhausted to the bones. This has been normalized, especially in the medical and healthcare arena. Practice owners are fleeing to corporate practices or leaving medicine altogether in hopes of recapturing their time and energy. But you are here for a reason and you've been searching for answers. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Cherpesky. I'm an executive coaching consultant and time leadership expert. I'm mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back at least one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and falling back in love with their practice. Together we learn, connect with like-minded practice owners and medical business experts, and expand your connection to an international community of peers. In each episode, we discuss the business of medicine and healthcare, how to avoid the pitfalls of success, and how to improve the bottom line, paving the way to exquisite fulfillment in your career and life. Join us each week to learn how you can grow your practice while focusing on what you love most. You'll want to take notes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Thriving Practice, the business podcast for medical and healthcare providers, where we help provider owners grow their business and take back their time. We are picking up where we left off last week in part two of my interview with Jeremy Pont of Phoenix Regen and Phoenix Regenerative Consultants in Lillesand, Norway. Part one, which came out last week, focused mainly on partnership and the benefits of complementary skill sets and areas of expertise. Part two is focused more on the clinical side and the benefits of regenerative medicine. Jeremy spoke to the limitations of the more conservative approach to pain and injuries and how at Phoenix Helsa, which is their regenerative medicine practice, they have seen great improvements for their patients. Additionally, because regenerative medicine, specifically PRP and stem cell treatments, is somewhat uncharted territory, at least in terms of mainstream medical treatments, oh, there's a ton of opportunity for learning and leading the charge. Jeremy and his business partner, David, have been working with world-renowned scholars and researchers in their quest to expand their understanding of the powers of regenerative medicine. And as such, they've expanded their business model to include consulting for other practitioners and providers who want to learn more about regenerative methods. They're working on multiple fellowships with NIMS University in Jaipur, India, and Jeremy is pursuing a PhD as well, which means not only is he expanding his knowledge and getting top-notch training, he's also teaching as part of his program. Additionally, They've opened a research and development clinic in New Delhi, India, and will be opening to the general public for treatments starting in February 2023. This is so promising and exciting because these treatments are expensive in most of the Western world and due to the for-profit model and influence of large pharmaceutical companies, regenerative medicine is experiencing a slow uptick. But with this opportunity and talented and driven providers like Jeremy and David and their many mentors and professors, we will likely see a speeding up of the introduction of stem cell and other regenerative treatments becoming more mainstream and more people experiencing healing, improved function, 
pain relief. And as Jeremy said, which I just loved how he said this, people will be able to interact with their own bodies again. With all the wisdom and knowledge Jeremy shared about the business of partnership and expanding knowledge, his parting wisdom is right up my own alley in the personal development realm. His first piece of parting advice, try to read one book per month that has to do with personal growth. Second piece is to live by the compass, not the clock. And his third piece of parting wisdom is to write three goals each morning and let two of them be about your happiness and presence. It makes your whole life easier and supports your patient in their experience of you. I just love that. I call that the daily dash, by the way, which my coach taught me. It's dash stands for definite action steps happening. And it helps you commit and it helps you stay connected with your vision and your mission in this world as a provider. Now, having worked with Jeremy as a client many years back, when running a multidisciplinary clinic seemed like a pipe dream to him, I am thrilled to hear that in just four years, he and his business partner, David, have built what is no doubt one of Europe's preeminent regenerative clinics, and they'll continue to support their patients in healing their bodies while sharing their knowledge and training other providers who are keen to help their patients heal as well. There's so much good stuff in here, so you know what to do. Grab a beverage or a snack and something to write with and settle in to listen to Jeremy and his amazing journey. It sounds like things are going well, and I know from looking at your Instagram for the company itself that you recently did something in India. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so what we've really branched out to doing is we've found that um, what we're doing with regenerative medicine, um, one of the biggest problems is actually getting that education. It's not like you can just go and do a weekend course. Or it's not like you can go to a university, do a one-year you know, master's in regenerative medicine. We you sort of have to pick together in 10, 15 years, that will be happening. We really have we're part of that movement. We've sort of had to piece together from research, from labs, from different professors, from different experts all around the world, how to to do the procedures we're doing and how to do them juicibly. And so what we've really been working on with our Indian professor, Professor Hamanshu Bansal, is um, that we met at a conference is getting, uh, is actually teaching. And so what we do as part of Phoenix Regenerative Consultants is we actually teach doctors how to do everything with regards to regenerative medicine. So we have a fellowship program that that we do in conjunction with Ims University in India, uh, where we have a fellowship in orthobiologics. So that is where we teach doctors and health professionals the harvesting and isolation of stem cells and PA and other regenerative growth factors. Uh, and then we also have a fellowship in interventional regenerative medicine. So that's where we have a musculoskeletal uh, specialty. So that's not only where we teach them the isolation and harvesting of stem cells and other regenerative factors, but we also teach them treatment protocols and the actual intervention into peripheral joints. So that may be shoulders, knee arthritis, um, Achilles tendonitis, uh, lots of that. And we do that with um, Helen Giare, Dr. Helen Giare. She is one of the world's experts in ultrasound-guided injections. And she's a pain specialist uh, that studied in the US but works out of Tehran now. And she is 
absolutely phenomenal. If she's listening to this, Helen, you are absolutely phenomenal. So we work with her in doing that. And we also have a an interventional spine fellowship. So one of the hardest things to learn is spinal injections. Yeah. Uh, and so we even have neurosurgeons, which I know sounds a little silly, but neurosurgeons coming to us that want to learn how to do in interventional techniques. And so, and it's very hard to get that. So through NIMS University in Jaipur in India, that's where I'm doing my PhD in stem cell regeneration of invertebrate discs. We actually have access to their university hospital. So that's where we actually take, and we also have one of the, if not the most advanced stem cell research centers in the world. And so what we do is we take doctors there to do hands-on training in spinal injections, but also in isolation harvesting of uh, regenerative factors. So like I said, stem cell treatments, uh, PRP treatments, treatments. Uh, and so that's why I'm in India. A lot and I'm more going forward uh, with my PhD because sort of being a PhD at the NIMS University, we are required to do some teaching of their orthopedics and neurosurgeons, but that's absolutely a pleasure. And in addition to that, we have a research and development clinic in New Delhi where uh, we're able to implement some of the most advanced regenerative techniques that, to be honest, too expensive to do in Western countries just because of the cost of doing the procedures. So that's where we really got a amazing possibility to to do these in New Delhi. And we're looking at that starting to be open for the general public in February next year. So uh, yes, that's what, what I was doing in India. I was, that particular trip, I was presenting to three different universities. My um, research on stem cell treatment of invertebrate discs and particularly how I treat them. We have a very special technique of how we deliver the stem cells into the disc and whereabouts in the disc we deliver them that is pretty unique to what we're doing. So um, that's something I've been sort of working on for the last three years. And it's really nice to see that sort of coming to fruition. And it's really nice to see how many doctors are desperate to learn this type of stuff and how more and more in the next, yeah, we're, we're really progressing to doing more and more teaching as well as just clinical practice over the next year to two. That's amazing. I mean, how wonderful to be able to be on the cutting edge and, you know, leading the charge, so to speak. I mean, regenerative medicine, there are, you know, regenerative clinics kind of, you know, scattered around the U.S., but it's not, I don't think that it's common. Like it's people who might know The U.S. is... The U.S. is, and that's the thing, the U.S. is 10 years ahead of anyone else. Oh, um, well, that's... I know. And so... That's saying a lot. So, <laughs> this is the thing. In Europe, actually, like, this is the problem. In, Euro, in Europe, because we're sort of such a, you know, a scarcity, we, we still get that more of a... Um, people are incredibly interested, but at the same time, it does put a little bit of a target on our back. And, um, and we've definitely got into practitioner... Uh, problems like you won't get, you don't get complaints from patients. You get complaints from other doctors that either don't know what you're doing or are worried about you invading their space. 
and mm-hmm. um, in doing so. It definitely is, but the regenerative, it, it is interesting. Dr. Well, Professor Pankash, he is a neurosurgeon uh, in Nimbus University. Uh, Pankash, if you're listening to this, uh, hello. He is one of the most phenomenal surgeons, I think, on the planet. He, um, he trained at Lucknow King George University in India, which is known as one of the prestigious universities in the world and trained as, a new, as an orthopedic there and then went both the US and to the UK to get his neurosurgical specialty. So he is, and he's won the Golden Knife Award, which puts him in the top 1% of neurosurgeons. Well, I always joke that like if, if neurosurgeons had a top gun school, he would be maverick. Uh, <laughs> and so he was introducing me and we were eating dinner. Uh, last time I was in India after my speech and his thoughts and what he told all his orthopedic final year residents was in 10 to 15 years, spinal surgery won't be getting done and mm-hmm. these types of regenerative procedures will be taking over. So it, it is really exciting and it's definitely the future. There's no two ways about it, and, um, but it's just taking time. And that's why we've really got to teach more doctors because there is a tendency for everyone to be protective and think, oh, if I teach this other person, then they're going to just take away my patients. There are so many patients in the world yeah. this type of treatment that you yeah. can practice for 50 times over and not even touch, not even put a dent in it. So that's why we're really doing that. And like I said, like I've, I myself have done stem cell on my shoulder after I dislocated and ruptured some ligaments. And that's now, like, my biggest problem is when patients ask me, what would you do on myself? Like, oh, I do stem cells straight away. It was the best thing ever done. Would you recommend it to me? Now, I've got, you've got to follow the treatment protocol, so you have to wait another four months before you get that. So <laughs> it's, it, it is a little bit time. The same thing is my mother couldn't go walk up the stairs because of the arthritis in her knees in January. And, um, and, We've given her two rounds of stem cells. She's literally playing tennis. Um, My mother-in-law is, um, she went from being able to ski about 10 or, yeah, it's like 10 kilometers every morning uh, two winters ago to could not run more than four kilometers uh, because of her arthritis and right knee. And she was so against doing, uh, doing anything because she's, Sort of, no, no, no. We'll, if it's not done in the public hospital, it's not worth doing. And mm. so my wife talked her into it. And now she thinks that her son-in-law is the best thing since life, right? Because <laughs> he runs pain-free. She right. loves her friends. And so that's the thing we've... Amazing. We have, you know, so it, it is really amazing. It's definitely not magic. It's, it's not that you just inject stem cells and or PRP and the next day someone is, you know, running 10 kilometers. T- tissues take time to heal. Yeah. But we have literally had patients that have been, that have come in and, in, in, uh, you know, sort of roll agents. So basically, you know, in walking frames and within nine months have had no, a complete resolution of pain in their legs, completely different walking gait and, you know, pain from 10 out of 10, uh, literally had patients that, you know, had been planning their own suicides mm. uh, to like 
three out of 10, two out of 10 pain, like it's a complete new life. And when you can do that and it's completely safe and natural, there's no chance of rejection. There's no, there's no, no irreversible changes. They're not closing any doors if they want to get a prosthesis later on. And if you get five years of it, like a lot of our patients, uh, you know, if I get five years of treat, good results from this, am I allowed to do it again? Yes. As long as your body's growing more fat, which we do, unfortunately, mm. uh, we can do this again. And there's no, no side effects other than the risk you have of any type of injection, which is, again, is low. So it, it's really interesting stuff. And it's going to take a lot more time in Europe uh, because they're far conservative over here, but it's definitely the next frontier. You know, the the possibility of living pain-free or very reduced pain and healing and avoiding surgery or postponing surgery even, that is a huge deal. I mean, well, getting, got to, getting one's range of motion back, like, hello. The, and the thing is, getting sleep back is a huge mm-hmm. thing. Like, that's one thing I even notice myself. Painkillers don't really help with everything. Mm-hmm. And you see that these patients coming in and that's, you know, even if we do a PRP on a disc, because uh, a lot of patients, if they come in uh, subacute with a, a disc herniation and sort of say, look, this will naturally get better after four months. Um, so, you know, is it ethical for me to do a treatment? It will get, you know, most likely 90% of these get better by themselves. If a patient pushing says, you know, but can you do something? Yeah, well, we can give you PRP because it's no side effects. We'll just fast in the healing process and I have patients that haven't slept in three weeks and then two days after PRP they're sleeping seven hours every night and so even though they've got pain they're still they're sleeping seven hours so that really takes a mental strain off it so totally it is huge and you've got to Dr. Bansal always says about knee prosthesis remember about one percent of patients that get prosthesis die because of an embolism they've received mm. because mm-hmm. of that surgery. Now, I know that we think like one in a hundred, that, that's not much, is it? Well, if you look at, you know, think about what we've just been through in the pandemic, COVID maybe, you know, varies, but that's, you know, in the thousands rather than the hundreds and think about how much about that. So yeah, yeah one in a hundred should be worrying. Well, especially, you know, I think sometimes people look at the numbers and forget that that number is a human being. So yes, exactly. It's, if it's your mother or your mother-in-law or your sister or your brother, that one is going to matter. So, yeah. you know, we, we would like, I would like to think that we want to reduce our tolerance for those kinds of side effects from things that might, you know, there might be a better solution. And it sounds like there definitely are better solutions. The, the biggest problem you have with regenerative medicine, and you know, probably get trouble saying this, is because there is no way to patent it. There's no drug to do it. It's the body's own, the patient's own tissues. You, there's no manufacturer that's doing any sort of prosthesis to put in. There's not that much money in it, mm-hmm. and that does create a problem because you are finding that this is completely doctor-based. So like health practitioners are really the ones that are getting paid for expertise in doing this. And um, 
that's virtually tough because the money isn't there to progress things fast because literally it's not in pharmaceutical companies' best interest mm-hmm. to succeed. And so that does make sense a lot harder. And um, it's sort of, you're putting yourself on the wrong side of a multi-trillion industry. Yeah, you might be putting a little sign on your back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could um, we could probably get in trouble if we go too deep. But yes, it's, you know, that's, that's a, a shame, right? That, you know, sadly, medicine has become quite a business, especially in, you know, certain parts of the Western world. And it's just, it's a real shame because look at the possibilities of healing and increasing and improving quality of life and maybe even keeping people around longer. You know, like well, you're saying a- you've had patients who have had plans to end their lives because pain is just unbearable. Like that's, that we shouldn't be accepting that. No. And I think one of the, be- and this is something we see in pretty much all the research that close to us too, is a lot of these treatments have a much higher increase improvement in function rather than pain. So you get a 75% increase in patient improvement in function, but only a 70% improvement in pain. It's like being able for people to, to function. It's like, you know, okay, you've still got pain. Yeah, being pain, that's part of life. But that you can do 75% more things than you could before you did. It's huge. And it's suddenly allowing people to interact with their body again and be self-sufficient, be self-kind again. It gives a lot of empowerment back. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that's really fun and definitely something you're progressing in. And like I said, training doctors and doing a lot more. So, yeah, so it's definitely a, another frontier in my and David's um, professional careers. Mm-hmm. I love it. So... Before, before we wrap up, I'd like to ask two questions. And I think this first question is about, so for our listeners who might be interested in learning more about regenerative medicine or might be interested in incorporating some of this into their own practices, how can they get in touch with you? So we have a business, uh, we have a company called Phoenix Regenerative Consultants, and that is uh, phoenix-regen.com. Uh, where you can get in touch with me. And also you can get in touch with me through LinkedIn and that's where we, we can organize it. Yeah, so that's the best way to get Phoenix Regenerative Consultants or you can send me an email at adminphoenix slash regen.com or LinkedIn is also a great way to get in touch with me. Wonderful. We'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes. So hopefully just clickable and done and done. It Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We we try to make things as easy as possible. <laughs> the fewer steps, the better. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just. It, I'm so pleased for you to hear, you know, how your career has progressed over time, and how you know. I remember when we were working together. This was sort of like you were starry eyed about this, and now you've made it happen, and in a pretty short period of time. Like if I remember right, the last time. You and I actually saw each other in DC was 2017. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. five and a half ish years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, bravo. That is, that is a lot in five years time. And um, so I'm just really happy for you. And I'm really, really pleased for 
the other providers who get to learn from you and for the patients and the and the patients of your students over time because this to me you know finding ways to facilitate the body's own healing is something that we need to see more of in the medical world and so i'm just thrilled to see that you're on the cutting edge of it because i know that you have you have the drive and you have the the persistence and perseverance to make it work so thank you for doing what you do yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit too much credit there, but uh, we'll share it again. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. When, when you, okay, I'm just going to give phone, all the credit to so, David then. <laughs> yes, give it all to David. Give it all. I, yeah. I think okay, I'm we'll tell him I'm a fan. 45 years in the last five years. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, life and actually small children will do that to you. That's a yes, we digress. <laughs> well, one final question, which is just, is there any parting advice you know, that you'd like to give to our listeners? I would say try and read a book, at least one book every month that has something to do about your sort of personal growth because it's very easy to just get caught up in the uh, in living life by the clock and not the compass. And so I would do that. But I'd also, I'd say try every morning. So every morning I write down what my three goals are. And I know it sounds a little bit, you know, corny, but one of them is always be happy. And one of the other ones is always be focused. And that's one thing that I really, really help me on a day day basis is making sure that, you know, even even if I'm not having a, a great day, is try and be happy and try and be present in the room, no matter what else is happening, because the patient deserves that. And also it makes life easier for you. There's so many things going crazy on the world. It can just become, it all just blends together. Having, having that sort of separation where you just, okay, be happy, be present and focused. That's some advice that I could give to, to any of the young players out there. You're speaking my language, of course. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I have so enjoyed this conversation. It's been great to connect and I'm just, just really, really pleased um, for you and, and to see how you've made things go. So just want to thank you again for coming on and uh, I look forward to seeing what transpires in the next year or so. Thank you so much. And, and the hi to all your listeners and remember, write down everything in your partnership contracts. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Best parting wisdom right there. Best perfect. Thanks again for coming on, Jeremy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Thriving Practice. I appreciate you coming here week after week, dear listener, to listen and learn how to elevate your leadership, grow your practice, and to think and act like the high impact CEO provider that you're meant to be. I have one request of you. If you've benefited from this show, Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review with your thoughts on the show. Your feedback and review help us get in front of other amazing practice owners just like you. Thank you again for listening and until next time.